All right. Welcome to the Tackle Debt Build Wealth podcast, your guide to financial well-being and freedom, one episode at a time. I'm Brian Maroyce. And I'm Stephanie Maroyce. Today, we're diving deep into a pressing issue that affects millions of Americans, and that's credit card debt and how to break this cycle. We'll also wrap up by answering a financial question that was emailed to us by one of our members. If you have a financial question you'd like us to address in the future, head on over to financialwellnessacademy.com slash podcast to get in touch. So one of the fastest and easiest ways to lose your financial independence is through accumulating credit card debt. You know, and right now, America's, Americans are drowning in this. Yeah, it's a, it's a staggering amount. According to the latest quarterly report by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, household debt rose by $16 billion to reach an, astonish, an astonishing $17.06 trillion. Wow. Yeah, and that's just in the second quarter of 2023. So credit card balances alone rose by $45 billion to a series high of $1.03 trillion. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's massive amount. So for perspective, wow. this, this balance is the highest it's been since the New York Fed began tracking this data in 1999. And it's not just a few Americans struggling, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners know. 56% of all active credit card accounts in America carried a balance in the third quarter of 2022. So this means a huge percentage of Americans are probably having that same difficulty with keeping a balance on their credit cards. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can't help but think, how is this affecting everyone? You know, I know we we talk about this every day. You know, friends are looking to purchase homes, getting ready yeah. for private school because they're not happy with the public schools, getting ready mm-hmm. for their car to break down. You know, we're familiar with that. You know, how are people handling this i hear this and i think stress like that's just that is what is on my mind shocking because i'm i'm the mental health person here but (laughs) i mean let's talk about it a sec here how is this affecting people this is not just numbers on a spread a spreadsheet this is you know i know brian just kind of rattled off some of the stats but this is this has got to affect quality of life. We know it affects quality of life. According to a report by Equifax, people with debt are more likely to suffer from mental health issues like prolonged stress, depression, and anxiety. And it's not just a slight increase. We're talking about a significant increase. And I feel like, you know, we, we just got through this whole pandemic phase and, you know, now they're, you know, we're, they're starting to talk about it again, like bringing back COVID. Like we, we've right. had enough stress throughout the last, you know, three, four, five years right. that adding more stress, unnecessary stress, right. just is, is adding a cherry on top, right? right. It's, it's, it's something that nobody wants to deal with. Right. Pandemic, shutdown, politics, mental health. Now add credit card debt on top of that. Right, right. So imagine being unable to sleep because you're constantly calculating how to make ends meet. Um, that's more than just financial strain. That's emotional and psychological torture 100 percent, 100 percent. so you know it's 
And we can't forget about like the, the social stigma mm-hmm. to it as well. Like even in today's modern day, like debt carries a mark of shame that nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Nobody right. wants to talk about it. And if you do, you feel like you're, you're, you know, you're embarrassed to mention that you have any credit card debt yeah. or that you hold a balance. And yeah, so I, I feel like that almost perpetuates the issue because then you aren't, aren't open to seeking help or asking about somebody else's opinion or well, going to their parents even right. and saying, Hey, you know, I, I, I have some debt. Like, how do I get rid of this? Like, right. you're, what you're, did you do to to put yourself right. in a good financial like position. seeking out help, right? And I can't help but, th- sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I can't help but think, you know, like you're not, you're not getting together with the girls for some margaritas and, and sit, you know, sitting at the table talking about like, hey guys, you know what, like I had a lot of debt. Or furthermore, the girls, the guys, they're hitting you up. Let's, let's get together for dinner, let's whatever. Drinks, and you're not, you know, are, are people really saying, hey, you know what? I really shouldn't. I'm working on some debt. You know, it's, there's, like you said, there's stigma around it. There's shame around it. And like you said, you know, I think that does become a barrier to seeking help. And, you know, as we know with shame, you're turning inward and inward and inward. And so at what point does this get addressed? How do you get out of the mess? Right. If you're sinking in credit card debt, the path of getting out of it isn't always the easiest and it's a struggle at times, but there are actionable steps that you can take to tackle that debt, start budgeting properly and building wealth. What are those steps, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first step, the first step is, is really having a mental shift. Your state of mind is arguably the most critical step in changing your financial habits and building positive financial habits. Mm-hmm. So debt is not just a financial issue. It's a, be- it's a behavioral one. Right. So it often begins with and is perpetuated by habits, your attitudes or emotional triggers. Like I'm even just thinking like, Hey, you know what? You have a really bad day at work and you're exhausted and you know what? You're driving home and thinking, Hey, you know what? I, I just want to stop and i'm judging myself right now being Go i, I want to stop at mcdonald's real quick and grab a quick burger yeah. because yeah I, i'm hungry I, it's gonna take time once i get home to yeah. make food guilty make a, yeah make a decision like that where it's yeah right it's not if i can like jump on that it it's beyond like when we're talking it's the mental shift it's it's behavioral it's beyond here's a formula for the next x amount of months you're gonna put this amount towards debt this amount towards savings you know it's it's more than that it's 100%. changing a mentality it's like being on the defense i mean in some ways it's being on the defense and the offense you're being on the defense when it comes to like everyone who wants you to spend money at the stores and online and like but then you're on the offense in terms of i need to take the bull by the horns and grab the steering wheel of my wallet 100 percent. Right? 100%. I, I think of it like very similarly to shifting your your eating habits, or if you're going to mm-hmm. say, instead of like going on, I don't want to call it a diet because a lot of people associate diet with a short-term, short-term habit, but it's similar to a healthy eating plan or a diet. Some of you may have heard about debt denial. That's when you just keep swiping your card and telling yourself that you're going to deal with it one day and hopefully disappears at one point. Very similar to deciding to go on a diet. You know, you're, or, hey, if you're having some unhealthy habits and you say, hey, one day I'm going to change these habits and I'm just going to start eating perfectly. I'm going to exercise all the time. And like a dieter, debt can be very similar. 
we can absolutely liken debt, the mentality around debt to the mentality that someone takes on when they're looking to create healthier like nutritional habits, right? Okay, I'm going to go on this diet or eating plan. All right, here we go, Monday. Um, and then, you know, 4 p.m., I don't know, you eat something that set out to not have, you know? I mean, Oreos. I'm not advocating for, you know? Oreos. Right, exactly. Um, you know, here's, I'm going to shove a, you know, eat this cookie. But then oftentimes there's this immediate sense of guilt and shame. The day is over. Like I just ruin quote unquote the day yeah and um, then you and then you end up deciding you know mm-hmm. what i'm just gonna eat this entire box of right, oreos right. I, you know i had one cookie i just ruined the whole diet so i might as well eat this entire box of cookies because right. it doesn't even matter right and i feel like that same type of psychology applies to managing your finances or right. getting out of debt right when we talk about a mental shift we really mean changing your relationship with money and debt at its core it's about you know, seeing debt as something that doesn't just limit your current lifestyle, but really steals from your future. It's about understanding that every dollar spent paying off interest is a dollar not invested in um, future goals. Yeah. And, and the average American pays almost $100 per month in credit card interest alone. So think about where else that money could go if your mindset shifts from short-term pleasure to long-term freedom. Yeah. Can I just put a megaphone behind the number you just said? That's interest, not $100 of payments. Yeah. Interest. Interest alone. Right. So what I think is really key here is to think about what are you investing in? So instead of, you know, you paying $100 in interest only every single month, like that's, you are literally paying part of your hard-earned paycheck to somebody else every single week, every single month. It's just going to somebody else. So you are literally someone else's investment. And I think shifting that mindset to being an investor and really thinking about where is your money going is crucial. And when you make that shift and you're actually now the investor and you're seeing where every single one of your pennies is going and you're making a conscious choice to implement your money in a certain way, it changes your relationship with money. Right. So imagine if you shifted that mental focus toward paying off debt and then investing in your retirement fund in an educational course or a memorable life experience, you know, a a vacation you want to go on or something you really would like to save up for. That return on investment emotionally and financially could be huge, you know, and, and of course that's really personal to everyone. You know, I mean, for some, let me put more to my 401k doesn't excite you, but what may excite you is I want to be able to go to Italy with my college roommates next week, next, next summer. You know, we always talked about that, but that's not impossible with all my student loans, you know, but wait a minute, what if it is? I believe, I believe it's called the domino effect. Um, I know we've experienced this with other people that we've worked with, it's almost like when they make a small change initially, then it almost like sets the path of momentum. Like it's like they're mm-hmm. starting the momentum. And I, I, I don't know if you want to speak on that as a, as a therapist, but like, I feel like just making one small change sometimes oh, yeah. starts a whole process of change in somebody's life. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, this is rewiring your brain type stuff. This is like neurons that wire together, fire together. Right. So 
we all have our patterns that around our money use. And if you begin to create new habits, that creates new patterns. And so, yeah, like Brian is saying, that first step is really important. But, you know, the second and the third and the fourth, it does become more second nature the more and more you do it. You know, the first day you decide not to purchase your coffee. I don't know, guys. I always use the coffee example because, hello, it's personal. We're guilty. (laughs) Right. But the first day you decide not to, you decide to like interrupt that cycle of coffee, then work, like, like drive through, then work, you know, that kind of stinks, right? It's like, oh, but this is my, this is my dopamine, you know, but then day two, it's like, it doesn't burn as much day three. It really doesn't burn as much, you know, especially if you're replacing it with, you know, we're not throwing coffee completely out the window. It's just throwing the $7 coffee out the window. Exactly. Um, Let me jump in there. A study in the Journal of Applied Psychology found that a change in attitude was a significant predictor in the change of behavior. And in the context of debt, this means once your mindset about money changes, your behaviors around your spending and your saving and your investing and budgeting are likely to follow, which is huge. Like that, that's pretty much, Mm -hmm. as you're mentioning, one small change of, let's say, skipping the drive through. Right. To get that $7 coffee this morning just once could turn into some other behavior Mm -hmm. um, and start shifting that mindset. Right. Yep. You know, to wrap up a bit, this is really why the mental shift is just so important. It is the crucial first step. It really sets the stage for every smart financial move that follows. So changing your mind really changes your future, you know, financially and otherwise. Very powerful. Well, let's end off with one of the questions from Tim, who writes into us asking, how do I talk to my partner about our mounting debt without making it a confrontational conversation? Mm. That is a great question, Tim. Steph, you want to jump on this first? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, And honestly, one of the most common. Um, A conversation around personal finance is so deeply personal. It is related to our sense of security, our sense of autonomy. So we need to start with what happens before the conversation. So number one for you, Tim, personally, it sounds like you're recognizing this is a fragile conversation to have. So what we recommend um, to all couples is that approach this conversation with intentionality. Um, This is not a conversation that you're looking to have like, you know, when your partner's getting ready for work in the morning or, you know, on the fly, (laughs) Or like, or like, right as your partner's starting to fall asleep on the pillow next no, to you, and then you said, "Oh, hey, not. by the way, it's really important too to to make sure you're regulated yourself." And what I mean by that is, don't choose a time that you're already feeling stressed about it. You know, find a time when you're feeling calm, and and you know, if there's any resentment, like find a time when you're not feeling that way, and go and approach your partner and say, "Hey." I would really love for us to talk about our finances at some point. It's really important to me. Can you tell me a time this week that might work best for us to have a conversation? So that's number one. Can I, Next, can I ask if 
So number one, to simplify, schedule a time. <laughs> schedule a time. But ask. <laughs> that you're regulated. Does it make a difference if if Tim is regulated and, you know, feeling comfortable? Like, <clears throat> I'm assuming if he notices his partner isn't right. in a, a healthy state that maybe he should. In a regulated state? In, like yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. In a regulated state? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is it, uh, would it be wise for him to just hold off and wait for another this moment? This is. This or... is such a good question. So, well, so are you saying like, don't, don't approach, you know, Betty yeah, she... when she's stressed out? Is that what you mean? Correct. Or... Yeah. Like, yeah. would it be better to wait until she's in? Yeah. I mean, we're not looking to walk around or on eggshells around one another, but absolutely. I think, you know, you know, your partner best. And, and if step one is invite the conversation, um, invite your partner to the conversation. If that's step number one, yeah, I mean, you know your partner best. You know that in the morning, their brain is operating on 20% without coffee. You know that at the end of the day, they're maybe irritable and want to fall asleep. <laughs> so, I mean, really, but find find a time initially just to ask, just to invite, hey, Brian, I've been looking at, at some of our finances and I really want us to have a conversation at some point. Let me know a time. I think it'd be important for us to sit down at some point this week and you know, talk about it. And I would love, you know, why don't you pitch a time? Like, Hey, how about after bedtime tomorrow night? Would that work for you? You know, if, and you yeah. see what your partner says. So that's step one, <laughs> but step two, step two is you sit down and have that conversation. But, but before diving in, I think it's important to say, Hey, I'm a big fan of meta communication. Hey, Okay, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I do just want to start off by saying I love you or, you know, I care about you. I'm not looking for us to argue. And I got to be honest, I was nervous for us to even sit down because I was afraid of how this was going to go. So I just want you to know I'm just looking to approach this as a team. It's us against our finances. Let's tackle this. But I'm no, really, though, let's tackle this. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting long winded because I just love this stuff. Tim, give us a call when you got time. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> and Tim, I'd also say, like, as you're going into that conversation, you need to also be reflective of your own finances and your own habits. Mm -hmm. So go through your own you know, bank statements, go through your credit card statements and, and really review what have you been doing to either contribute in a positive or negative way to your relationship and finances. Absolutely. Because so, that way you're going into this, not just, um, not just asking somebody else to change their whole habits, but going in and also taking responsibility for your current scenario as well. Right. No, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So Tim, give us a call next time and we'll actually take you live on the air and, uh, and go from there. So, so there you have it. The cost of credit card debt is far more than just monetary. It's a strain on your mental health and a missed ticket to better life opportunities. But the good news is you can break free. So visit financialwellnessacademy.com slash podcast to submit your financial questions. And let's tackle debt together, guys. Let's tackle debt, build wealth together in future episodes. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and rate us. I'm Brian Maroyce. And I'm Stephanie Maroyce. And this has been Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. Until next time, remember, your financial freedom is worth fighting for.